I'm Mitch Ladd. I'm Matt Stevens. And this is Comic Sans Drinks. Uh, thanks for listening. We're going to try something new. Uh, so the idea is to combine two things, comic books and booze. Uh, this idea has been brewing for a little while. <laughs> uh, and joining me on this adventure is Matt. Uh, Matt, how's it going? Good. 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 Um, so the concept is fairly simple. We're going to pair a comic book or a graphic novel uh, with a drink that fits the theme of the comic. Uh, for this episode, since this is kind of a pilot, I thought it would be appropriate to discuss DC's greatest pilot, Green Lantern Hal Jordan. Uh, so tonight, we're discussing 2004's Green Lantern Rebirth, and we're pairing it with the aptly named drink, Green Lantern, um, <clears throat> which this was Tabitha's idea. We had, was. We had <clears throat> some other ideas floating, but... <laughs> She goes, you know there's a drink called the Green Lantern, right? I'm like, no. She goes, here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, pulled it up online. I'm like, I should have known. So, I'm totally throwing you a curveball right now because you probably don't have it up, but okay. what's in a Green Lantern? Um, Green Lantern is orange juice, pineapple juice, tequila, and blue curacao. Good job. Oh. I'm proud of you, man. All those serving days coming back, like, what's in a drink? <gasps> I was about to say, you can you can take the server out of the restaurant. You can't take the restaurant <laughs> and the server. Um, so, yeah, so it's two ounces each. Uh, I am going to uh, call myself out a bit because the recipe does call for separate orange juice <laughs> and pineapple juice. Uh, when I was at the store the other day uh, getting supplies... Um, I didn't find the pineapple juice that I wanted, so I was like, screw this, I'm just getting pineapple orange juice. So... I mean, to be fair, it's worked. Oh, it works. See, yeah, I, I haven't tried it yet. Yep. Okay, good. Awesome. I'm going to try it here in a second. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically how you prepare this, uh, you fill a rice rice glass? Nope. Nope. There is no rice involved. <laughs> that would be weird. I am sober, guys. All right. <laughs> uh, so you're going to fill a rocks glass. With ice, and then you just build it. You pour in the tequila, orange juice, pineapple juice, and then just a splash of blue curacao. Um, although, blue curacao is always fun. Or really, it's just fun to say. So it is. Just put in as much as you want, okay? <laughs> um, so, Matt, you said you enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm going to try it right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for this. Yeah. I would this. I would definitely drink. I mean, I'm going to drink the whole thing, but I would drink this again. Yeah. So, um... Let's talk a little bit about Green Lantern Rebirth. So, Green Lantern Rebirth is a six-issue miniseries that ran from December 2004 to July 2005, uh, written by Jeff Johns with art by Ethan Van Shiver. Uh, so, a little bit about the creative team. Uh, Jeff went on to continue re- working on Green Lantern for another eight years. Uh, he created the character Stargirl. Um, which is a character that he based on his sister, who was a victim of the TWA Flight 800 crash in 1996. Um, Did not know that. Yeah. Made me feel very old when I, like, because when I was reading that, like, (laughs) I remembered that crash. I was like, wait, when was that? Yeah. And, oh, okay. We're old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He has also written on The Flash, Action Comics, 52, uh, and Batman Earth 1, just to name a few. He was the chief creative officer for DC from uh, 2010 to 2018, and was also the co-runner of the DCEU from 2016 to 2018. Uh, His most recent work after leaving DC is the creator-owned Geiger uh, from 
Image Comics, and that is part of his unnamed universe, along with the upcoming Junkyard Joe. Okay. Uh, Ethan Van Shiver has become a central figure in the Comicsgate alt-right movement, so that's all I'm going to mention about him. Oh. Yeah. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, Mm. and I might end up saying this again because this may have made it into one of my notes, but like... When I connected the dots and realized, oh, that's that Ethan Van Shiver, uh, I was really disappointed because there are some parts in this book where the art is just so damn good. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, there are a couple of like full page spreads where it's like, dude, if I saw that somewhere, like I would buy that and hang that up in my wall. Yeah, but not now. (sighs) Sad. Yeah. So, um. We'll talk about Green Lantern in general before uh, we get into the um, the story of Rebirth. Um, now, there is a little bit of confusion because DC had their Rebirth event yep. in 2016. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to remember when mm-hmm. this, how this related to that, if at all. Right, and it does not. Okay. Um. So there is even, because there were a couple of Green Lantern titles. There was Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. and then there was Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. when they did the Rebirth, they did those two instead of just doing one Green Lantern book. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So this is not connected to the Green Lanterns Rebirth or anything like that. Okay. So, Matt, um, what's your history with Green Lantern? So, sadly, Green Lantern is one of those characters that his power set is something that has always intrigued me. I've always enjoyed the idea of being able to create or construct, as he does, um, basically whatever he can come up with out of willpower using the ring. That's like 100% up my alley. Like, the creative juices, how you would get that going, how you would do that. Um, But I never have really read a lot of Green Lantern. Um, I I know who Hal Jordan is. I know Jon Stewart. Um, I recognize the other Green Lanterns that we have in this book, um, but I really had no previous experience with them. Um, Green Lantern was always one of my dad's favorite DC heroes, um, but for whatever reason, I just, I never really read a whole lot of it. So this honestly is probably the most Green Lantern I've ever actually read. Yeah. Uh, I know I've mentioned this on our regular podcast, uh, The Geek Awakens. You should listen to it sometime. Um, but Green Lantern is one of the comics that started me getting back into comics. Um, I was working at uh, Borders Express in the mall. I'm going to pour one out for Borders real quick. <laughs> Not really, because this drink is actually pretty good. Um, but uh, so like they had like a um, like all the comic books were like right next to the register. Mm. And so there would be, you know, sometimes where I'd be kind of bored or I'd be stocking magazines, mm. which I would also <clears> be in that area. And Green Lantern, like, so I spent like most of high school and part of college being like, man, I'm too cool for comic books now, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm I'm too old for that. Uh, but, you know, I'd be stocking magazines or whatever, and I would, or even stocking comic books. And I kept, like, the covers for Green Lantern, like, kept getting to me. Yeah. And I'd be like, this looks cool. <laughs> should I, you know, should I dip my 
toes back into the comic book world and you know so i I picked one up after work uh one day and i was like oh okay this is this is actually really cool and yeah and so you know (laughs) so it begins basically um (laughs) green lantern was for a long time one of those books that you know i had to read every month and I'm really mad because I still haven't like gone back. I've read most of it, but like the blackest night and uh, brightest day events because they were so massive. Mm -hmm. It was like, I almost got kind of like overwhelmed. I took a little bit of a break from Green Lantern at that point. And so I kept, you know, like I said, I like, I've read, I read most of blackest night enough to know the story. Uh, brightest day uh, not so much and like i want to go back and you know read those yeah. but it's, it's at the same time it's like well, i've gone this far without it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's definitely day. that's definitely one of those uh events that kind of um when rebirth what the dc event rebirth happened um and i started tracking down some of the other justice league heroes um and i kind of fell into that that black hole of that rabbit hole of um, all the different rebirth issues. Um, I ended up backtracking to blackest day, uh, darkest night or brightest day. Mm -hmm. Um, But then trying to track down those, even those trades at that point was real complicated. So like damn near impossible. Yeah. So I, it kind of, it kind of stopped me from, you know, going back and reading those. Yeah. But, so, if you've never heard of Green Lantern before, uh, Hal Jordan, who is kind of the one that we're really focusing on tonight, uh, he was considered the best member of the Green Lantern Corps, uh, an intergalactic police force powered by rings um, that work off of willpower. We'll kind of get to that a little bit more later. So, Hal was the main Green Lantern from 1959 to 1994, uh, with other human lanterns, Guy Gardner and John Stewart, joining him. Um, then he got infected by Parallax and became evil. And then, so he was replaced by Kyle Rayner in a different miniseries, uh, zero hour Parallax was the main villain and tried to destroy the universe. Uh, this led to some fan backlash who they didn't want to see this happen with Mm -hmm. Hal. Um, so eventually DC tried to redeem Hal Jordan first in 1996's final night, uh, with Parallax sacrificing himself to reignite the sun. Uh, then in 1999's Day of Judgment, where he became the Spectre, or God's Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, so with the cancellation of the Spectre and sales for Green Lantern falling, uh, DC decided... <laughs> to, and that's what I put in my notes. There, so. <laughs> um, they decided to put Hal Jordan back in the cockpit with Green Lantern Rebirth. So, um, I read this... Over the weekend, it had been a long time since I read it. Mm. I read it over the weekend and then started rereading it and picking it apart. So we're going to now talk about this entire graphic novel. Yeah. Um, so if at this point you're like, huh, this sounds interesting. I might want to read it, but I've never read this before. Then maybe put, you know, press pause. Do people still press anymore? I guess you still kind of. Tap. But yeah. <laughs> Tap pause. Uh, don't like that either. No. <laughs> but stop what you're doing. Go read this and then come back and listen to us talk about it. If you have read Rebirth before, then sit along and listen and maybe t- 
tap pause while you go make this Green Lantern drink. Yeah. Strap into your cockpit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Rebirth starts with a spaceship crash landing in New Mexico. Two hikers go uh, go to the wreckage and find Kyle Rayner in not great shape. He ends up passing out. Uh, also in the spaceship is what kind of looks like a coffin. Mm. I missed that the first time. And then when rereading it oh. again, I saw in the background, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, next scene, we see Carol Ferris, a former owner of Ferris Air, uh, looking at the dilapidated airfield while talking on the phone with someone named Gil. Uh, she ends the phone call when she comes across Hal's old plane. Before I get too far into this, I did want to ask. Yep. Um, so, with you saying that like you haven't read a whole lot of Green Lantern, yep. would you say that Rebirth is like a pretty good jumping on point for somebody new? Um, honestly, if they have the background that you kind of just gave about... Hal Jordan being the main Green Lantern and the um, Parallax, the Reigniting the Sun. If they had that breakdown, I'm going to say yes. I did not have that. And I'll just put it out there. I was fairly confused for about half of this book trying to piece that together. Okay. Yeah could see somebody with more knowledge and even then like you know some of the the older stuff because like when this was first coming out i was not into green lantern at that point mm. so i knew about parallax i did not know that he was the specter okay so you know like little things like that but i thought overall this did a pretty good job of um introducing you to things about this universe and there were some instances where okay this doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. But like in a couple chapters, you're like, oh, yep. okay. I get it now. Yeah. I also think I did myself a little bit of a disservice because of who I am. And this bind up has a breakdown of the characters at the beginning. Mm. Um, and I studied that because I knew that I knew who these lanterns were but i didn't know much about them other than the fact that they all held the power of the ring um so then the first issue or two of this i spent a lot of time trying to like fit those pieces into what they were giving us which might have like i said might have done myself a disservice to try and do that i should have just gone in just just jumped in head first yeah but i mean Especially with it being at the beginning. Mm. I think I might have done the same thing <laughs> that you had done. But, you know. So anyway, back to Rebirth. Um, so now we see Jon Stewart and Guy Gardner in New York taking in a baseball game. Um, at this point, Guy no longer has his ring or powers. However, we do see that Guy has Voldarian powers that make him a warrior. Uh, John asks if Guy misses being a lantern and Guy laughs it off. Uh, the two get their seats, and we see Hal Jordan joining them, um, which really surprises Guy. Yeah. Uh, before long, people are in- instinctively are confessing their sins to Hal. Uh, even Guy admits that he <laughs> cheated on his taxes, yeah. which I loved. Like, of course he did. Well, because he's struggling not to say anything, and it just, like, it just <laughs> bursts out. Yeah. So Hal's had enough, and he disappears. 
Uh, from there, we move to Star City and see Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, and um, Speedy, um, Mia Dearden, who we only see for like these five pages and yeah. then never again. Like she pulled the, uh, was it Judy from Family Matters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we see them and Black Hand comes in, uh, comes crashing in, literally, looking for the Green Lantern ring Hal gave to Oliver for safekeeping. Uh, Green Arrow shoots Black Hand in the hand, and Hal comes out of nowhere, turns into the Spectre, and then, in my notes, all caps, disintegrates Black Hand's right hand. Like, what the hell, man? That was fantastic. Yeah. And this is going to be one of those art pieces that I'm upset that I like because mm-hmm. you just see the shadow of Spectre, yep. but you see his eyes and you see like this really sinister grin, which like from what I can kind of gather, like Spectre is not really quite like an anti-hero, but I mean like, yeah, he does, you know, he's, he's still, he fights bad guys, but like he fights bad guys. Like, <laughs> he's murdered before and he's like, meh, whatever. Yeah. So, um, Oliver and Mia are shocked, like we were, (laughs) and Hal says that there's something wrong, none of this should have happened, this isn't me. Back in New York, at Guy's Warriors Bar, uh, Guy and John are talking about everything that happened today, and about Hal in general, when Guy's Voldarian powers go haywire, destroying the bar. Which is kind of upsetting, because, like, for sure the exterior of the bar looked really cool. Uh, those stools yeah. that were basically green, like green lanterns. Yeah. I want one of those. Yeah. Would, I mean, DC, I realize this book is, oh God, <laughs> almost 20 years old, but, um, Ooh. make a warrior's bar, please. Yeah. You know, make it in six flags. It'd okay. be fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, then we get two quick scenes. Uh, two pilots are flying over what used to be Coast City and are shocked to see their city reappear. Uh, then we cut to Belle Reve Prison, where we see Hector Hammond um, saying, although he never actually yeah. talks, uh, that he's listening for Kyle to sing him a song of fear. Um, this is one of those parts where, if you don't know anything about Green Lantern, you're like, who the hell is this guy? I, I stopped and I Googled it. I like I know that this guy's important. I know there's backstory. I just I didn't know who he was or why I should care. Um after Googling it, I did recognize his character from that god awful film version, but you know, and I was going back and forth on to whether or not we were even gonna bring up the movie. <laughs> and maybe I am still seeing it through lantern colored glasses, but like or emerald colored glasses. But I still say that the 2011, 11, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern movie, <coughs> not as bad as... <coughs> the suit? Well, <laughs> I still say it. it doesn't deserve the hate that it deserves. And we should still ha- probably have it as a guilty pleasure dumpster fire at some point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but to jump ahead a little bit with... This scene with Hector Hammond, he shows up, and you're absolutely right. He mm. is one of uh, Hal Jordan's part of his rogues gallery. Like he's one of the big bads. He shows up for two pages. Yeah, this page and then another page in the at the end. Yep. While it's kind of sets things up for you know yep. something yeah. to come later, but like 
that was a waste of two pages and like I don't even necessarily like especially this first page I don't think we needed and I no. don't know that we needed the other one because even though yeah like I said it sets up a couple things not anything specific enough to where like oh yes we have to have this no I mean I actually I did have this in my notes for when we if we get you know when we get there but I'll I'll jump ahead now um I feel like that was almost like an early version of a post credit scene mm. um because it does tease what is to come um and you feel like again at that point Hector Ham is going to play a much bigger role in and against Hal Jordan for the coming issues yeah so Back to back to part one. So John gets a guy to Justice League's watchtower on the moon, uh, where the rest of the league tries to save Guy and tries to figure out what's going on. Wonder Woman is on Earth, where uh, the Warriors Bar once stood, alongside the Justice Society of America. Uh, they discover that all the statues in the in the bar were destroyed except for Hal's. Coincidence? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> the Flash is racing to Coast City and meets Aquaman. Uh, the two see that Coast City isn't completely back. Uh, Flash says it's more like a br- blueprint. The only building is 22 Seaview, which is Hal's old apartment. Batman goes on the offensive, saying that they should have known that Hal couldn't be trusted. Uh, John comes to his defense, saying that Hal is the uh, one person in this world that didn't buy what you're selling. Hal was a man without fear. And what is the Batman when you're not afraid of him? Just a man. I have that page bookmarked because <laughs> that exchange is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Batman really didn't think so. Um, <laughs> Green Lantern interjects to tell the rest of the league what he just encountered, which causes Batman to say that this is strike three. Face facts, John's the real Hal Jordan's back. Uh, part one ends back at Ferris Air with Carol reminiscing by Hal's plane in the rain uh, while Hal, back in his normal self, appears and he looks kind of shady, not going to lie. Maybe Batman's right. <laughs> so what are your what other thoughts do you have about part one? Um, I, I guess my biggest thing is that there were a couple of jumps for Spectre um, that again, this is probably lack of background um, that were a little disorienting. Um, Like he's at the air show. All of a sudden the plane is going to crash. And Hal is obviously at that point fighting with Spectre and like his soul is, is fighting with that being um, and forces Spectre to just become ginormous, rescue this paint, this plane, set it on the ground. And then they're gone. I know we're in a comic book universe and I know that weird shit happens all the time, but like this guy was 30 stories tall, like picked a plane out of the air, set it down and then there's gone. And like, there were no repercussions. There was no, like no background of what had happened or why it was just like, poof, say like, save this guy, poof, you're gone. And then they're in Italy. Like, and again, this is like, how Spectre gets from place to place kind of shows later in the book as you go, because he ends up in multiple places. Like Hal ends up at the baseball game. He ends up in other places. Spectre shows up again. Like, so like he just 
it, it's like a nightcrawler, like bamf, just like shows up places. So like that kind of makes a little more sense further on, but that jump, especially from the the air show to Italy and that little conversation that Spectre is having with Hal was was like, did I miss something? What part of this story did I not get in that in that particular jump? Um, but I don't know. Like again, we kind of talked about it, but that art, there's some art there that is again, it's it's fantastic. So good. Um makes me so mad. Right. Um, so moving a little bit further in further on, when you get to Star City and um Oliver Queen and Black Hand. I have no frame of reference for Black Hand. I don't. I don't know who he is. I don't know what his powers are. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, like, his little comment about, um, you know, all of those years relying on the ring to provide power, provide my weapon with power when I should have just taken the ring itself. I'm like, I don't... I, I, I probably should have Googled that to check that out, but I'm like, I don't understand how that has any bearing, like how they relate to each other. Um, but again, you know, my, my lack of DC knowledge shows there. I don't know. There were definitely some exchanges like that one between, um, John Stewart and Batman where John Stewart's like, Hal's not buying what you're selling. And, like the whole, I did love that whole line, especially after reading it a second time when he comments about Hal being a man without fear in reference to Parallax and how Parallax and Sinestro and how all that all mm-hmm. like comes together. So, so moving on to part two, uh, we open on the planet Oa, which is the home of the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, when a green light shoots out of the central power battery, uh, saying to find Kyle Rayner who is still with the hikers, uh, Kyle's ring starts warning him that Parallax is cutting, coming. Uh, cut to Ferris Air. Carol and Hal reminisce about how they first met. Carol thinks that it was during her first week on the job, but Hal reminds her that it was actually when they were kids, uh, when Carol's dad owned the airfield and Hal's dad was a pilot. We see Hal's dad flying when his plane malfunctions. Uh, he needs to bring it down, but Carol's dad tells him that there are investors watching and to keep it in the air. Of course, the plane crashes, killing Hal's dad. Uh, He goes on to tell her that while he hates things that he's done the last few years as the Spectre, something else has been clouding his judgment and making him afraid of his own willpower. Uh, He then tells Carol that he needs to find a way back to who he was. Now, I I don't know if it is ever, like, mentioned again or anything like that, but... Do you think that Hal knows that for all intents and purposes, it was Carol's dad's fault that his dad is dead? I, I think it was something that he grew to know. Like he probably didn't know at the time. Um, But I feel like that would be one of those things. Like as a kid and you grow up and you look back at that very formative memory and you would see, especially like Hal being a pilot himself, seeing how some of those things can go awry in an airplane, um, and how, things that you could avoid, things that you could fix, things that you could change while you're in the air. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would come to the realization that 
that Carol's dad definitely had some hand in in his death. A black hand? Maybe. <laughs> Am I missing a connection? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making stuff up now. <laughs> So next scene, we're at the Watchtower, uh, where Green Arrow explains to Jon Stewart how he got a Green Lantern ring. Uh, Hal gave it to him years ago on the road. Uh, Zaytana locates Hal, and before the Justice League goes after him, Batman tells Green Arrow to stay behind with Martian Manhunter and Dr. Midnight, who are tending to Guy Gardner. Uh, Green Arrow protests, and Batman says he's preparing for the worst in case something goes bad for, bad for the League, because... Green Arrow knows Green Lantern so well. Do you buy Batman here? Or do you think that maybe, like, he does, at this point, doesn't trust Green Arrow either? Oh, absolutely not. Um, Like, I think think Green Arrow's comment, just following that, he's like, you know, that's what you do best, Bats. Like, that just shows him that, like, you're trying to keep pieces that might be consequential apart. Yeah. And, and that means leaving green arrow at the watchtower. Um, so a quick scene at the justice society of America headquarters. Uh, this will get a little bit confusing, uh, because you have another green lantern, Alan Scott, who I'm referring to right now as golden age green lantern, because he is green lantern in name only. He is not connected to the green lantern core. Just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> I was real confused on who he was. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is just my head canon where like way, way, way back in the day, because Alan Scott was, I want to say maybe from the 40s. Okay. Um, but my head canon is that they decided that they didn't like that character anymore, but they really liked the name. And so they just com- came up with a completely different backstory. Okay. Because who was really going to know at that time? <laughs> so, um, so Alan Scott enlists the help of Mr. Terrific to help Guy. Uh, both, both Mr. Terrific as well as Alan's daughter, Jade, tell him that he needs to rest. Uh, Jade telling him that his fever is getting worse. This wasn't something that I really noticed in the first part. Mm. I did notice that jade was assisting him but i thought it was kind of more so because i don't know maybe it was in connection to the explosion but now that i'm saying that doesn't really make sense because he wasn't there for the explosion no yeah i just took it to be one of those like um like i can fly and you can't kind of situations like so i'm gonna fly you to this place (laughs) like that was the way i took that yeah so yeah i mean and it's it's kind of upsetting because uh, Jeff Johns can write himself out of just about anything. Yeah. Um, he does such a damn good job. But for at least this particular story, this whole fever thing isn't really explained. I have a feeling that it is the same thing that we'll get to in a minute that affects the other Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. but maybe to a different um, to a different respect. Yeah. But that is not ever explicitly said. Um, so back at Ferris air, Carol tells how that she's married and loves the life she has. Hal says that he knows. And while he was never the marrying type, Carol, uh, would have been the exception. They embrace with Carol telling him that he's cold. Uh, Batman breaks up the tender moment along with the rest of the justice league, man, Batman is an 
ass in this He's comic. like killjoy. <laughs> yep. Um, they start to interrogate Hal until John, after momentarily being in pain, attacks the League, saying it's time for him to voice his opinion loud and clear. Hal turns into the Spectre and tries to stop John, but the Spectre tells him that this is not their fight and that vengeance calls elsewhere. The Spectre disappears, and John ring, John's ring tells him that Parallax is coming. Back at the Watchtower, uh, we learn that Guy's organs are rebuilding themselves, though he is still in a lot of pain. Uh, Green Arrow's ring duplicates itself, with the duplicate going straight to Guy's middle finger. This was another part where I was like, man, I love the art on this, because, like... <laughs> Guy is very clearly mm. flipping off everybody, which is like, I mean, that's Guy for it. Me. Is but like, but yeah, I mean, I, I not like actually flipping them off, but like may as well be. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, Guy's ring also warns about parallax. Uh, while still healing, Guy causes an explosion in the Watchtower. Uh, we get a full-page look of at Guy back in his Green Lantern uniform, saying, "Beware my power," and it's clear. That guy ain't a good guy right now. <laughs> no, he he's gonna he's a he's a dark Green Lantern. He's <laughs> <laughs> a hunter Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> so, back in New Mexico, uh, Kyle starts to explain to the hikers what the ring is trying to warn them about when Kilowog, a Green Lantern from the planet uh, Bolivax Vic, arrives. Uh, Kyle tells the hikers that they need to leave. Uh, Kilowog attacks Kyle before Ganthet, uh, last of the Guardians of the Universe, uh, tells him to stop. Part two ends with us hearing that while the soul of Hal Jordan resides with the Spectre, Hal's body is under the Guardian's protection, and we see a very dead Hal Jordan as Parallax in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Kilowog, he is... I would say he's probably of the non-human Green Lanterns, probably the most popular. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it was cool to see him show up, and then oh wait, you're you've also been infected. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's infected. <laughs> so okay, so when I was reading this the first time, like I had mentioned, mm. um, I didn't really notice the coffin, <coughs> and so. I shouldn't have been too surprised, but like I was pretty surprised to see Dead Hal Jordan. Yeah, uh, were you? Um, yes and no, um, but it definitely put some pieces together um, with the Hal Specter bat, like like fight that they were having, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that is on that level, like. Because there was some confusion on my end, like, because he was Hal, he was Spectre, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, all of a sudden, like, we get him in the coffin. I'm like, okay, there's his body. Spectre is, like, manifesting through, like, the spirit of Hal Jordan. I'm like, okay, so then those pieces fit together, and that that made some sense to me. On like, there was another battle going on besides this oncoming force of parallax which we kept getting warnings about all right so moving on to part three part three starts off with a standoff between kilowog and ganthet until kilowog fires his ring at ganthet which does no damage to him ganthet's like mm, i'm a badass bitch <laughs> um, it was like it was like that scene in uh in uh the last jedi yeah <laughs> yeah more fire more <laughs> and then didn't 
didn't Luke just like brush off his shoulder? Or he at least did like the Star Wars equivalent, equivalent of that. Equivalent of that, yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute since I've seen that movie. But, um, uh, so Ganthet fires back and Kyle is forced to use his ring to protect himself from the shrapnel flying around. Uh, this is kind of a really important part because the ring causes an electrical charge to shoot through his arm and into his heart, uh, trying to reach into his soul. Uh, the ring tries to chip away at his will by showing him images of Guy and John as they currently aren't acting like themselves. Mm. So at this point, you kind of see why they are acting the way they are. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, then we see Hal back at his old apartment with a green light shining through the top floor. He opens the door and we see a lantern shining the light. Uh, he asks who brought uh, brought everything back. Then we see a reflection of Parallax in the lantern saying, you did, Jordan. We did. Yep. So like, okay, cool. Parallax is back, which we all knew was coming. Right. Yeah. We knew it was coming, but that, again, that po- at that point, I put more pieces together and saw things from the first two parts fall into place. Mm-hmm. So back in New Mexico, Ganthet tells uh, Kyle that Hal's body is, uh, was unharmed after reigniting the sun. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get a sunburn. Icarus. He is not. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, residual parallax energy, uh, Ganthet sends Kyle to the watchtower, telling him to protect Hal's body, and they may be able to still save his soul and the universe. Uh, Kyle says, you better hope, before Ganthet uh, cuts him off, saying, hope is meaningless against fear, willpower is our only weapon. Uh, we then see Parallax uh, telling Hal that he is a part of him, before Spectre comes along. Yes, they're all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> saying that vengeance must be delivered. Uh, he then tells Hal that he must fight it and that he needs to see the truth about Parallax. Back at the Watchtower, Green Lantern... I'm sorry, Kyle. I've been trying to not call them all Green Lantern because <laughs> it gets confusing. It does. <laughs> um, Kyle <laughs> brings Green Arrow up to speed on how the lanterns work, willpower, uh, and Parallax. Kyle tells him that Parallax has been around since the beginning of time and feeds off of fear. It was imprisoned in the central battery by the Guardians of the Universe. Uh, however, it seeped out, found Hal, and started using Hal's fear against him, causing him to become Parallax. We end part three uh, by getting a scene with Spectre and Hal uh, that ends with Parallax ripping off Hal's skin. Super creepy, by the way, yeah. but also kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and him saying Parallax lives. Uh, then we see Kyle and Green Arrow discussing how to help Hal and who woke up Parallax. Green Arrow is then shot by Yellow Arrows uh, by someone off panel saying, Who woke it up? How could it be? Finally, we see Sinestro with a construct of a yellow bow and arrow, and he says, Who else? <laughs> I was so mad because <laughs> like Parallax is also giving off a lot of yellow energy. Yep. So for whatever reason, I just thought that they were going straight to that. And then mm. I see Sinestro. And I'm like, of course it's Sinestro. <laughs> see, and I will say that again, my lack of overall understanding, I immediately, I saw the yellow energy and I know enough about the powers of the lanterns that Sinestro is associated with yellow. So I just was kind of waiting to see where he was going to play into this. Can I talk for just a second? Yeah. About like how 
like lame a name of Sinestro <laughs> is. Like, of I, course he's I mean, the bad guy. He wasn't originally. But with like a name like Sinestro, Rick, come on. <laughs> he's gonna turn heel. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, how did like the Green Lantern Corps like you know, pull up pull up Sinestro's application. I realize that you don't just apply to the Corp. Um, but like for the purpose of this joke, how do they just pull up his application and be like, Yeah, we good. Yeah, right. No. No. <laughs> he's he's definitely on that list of like Captain Obvious superhero or supervillain names mm-hmm. that you run across. Marvel, DC, indie comics, whatever. You get some of those and you're just like, wow. Like, yeah. But I would <laughs> argue, like, his is probably, like, the most on the nose. Like, oh, yeah. Got, like, you know, like, Lex Luthor. <laughs> of course, like, you could go, never have read a comic before, never even heard of Superman. You hear Lex Luthor and you're like, mm, he's probably not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't hear the word Sinestro and be like, he's going to be the savior of this story. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. My hero. <laughs> nope. All right. So we're at the halfway point. Actually, honestly, a little bit more than a halfway point. No. Because as we get to parts five and six, you'll see, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I was reading the issues and then also when I was making the notes, yeah. like, flew through them. Yep. So for all intents and purposes, we're at the halfway point. You ready for a refill? I am. All right. We'll be back. All right. We're back. Um... I'm going to edit out that long pause, but hopefully you pressed pause, tapped pause. What are we going with? <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> no good way to do that. Uh, I'm hoping you paused the podcast and uh, filled up a drink yourself. <clears throat> so moving on. Now on to part four. Part four opens in the Watchtower with Kyle explaining to the reader where Sinetro fits, fits into all of this. He was considered the greatest Green Lantern until Hal came along, Uh, but then he let his authority get to his head and was eventually discharged from the Green Lantern Corps. A fight breaks out between Kyle and Sinestro, ending with Sinestro claiming, I command fear, I bleed fear, what do you bleed? More of the Watchtower is destroyed. We're going to get to more of it later on too, but like, this poor Watchtower man. Oh yeah. This poor Watchtower, like... (laughs) It's a good thing you got a freaking billionaire in Batman on your team who can rebuild this. <laughs> yeah. But even still, like, how are you going to get all that to the moon? Superman. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Free shuttle service. <laughs> so, back in Coast City, Parallax says that Hal is like every other creature in the universe. Uh, while his psyche is stronger, it is only emotion. Ganthet appears, telling Parallax that he should know that emotions are more powerful than he could imagine. Uh, Guy and John, still under Parallax's control, arrive to attack Ganthet, but he frees them, and as well as Kilowog, uh, from Parallax's control before they can do any more damage. Parallax laughs at the idea that three Green Lanterns uh, would be able to take him down, but that's before we see the entire friggin' Justice League, <laughs> Justice Society of America, and then also just some other DC heroes, too. But no one Nightwing. Like, what the hell? I- I, I'm not going to lie. Like I stood, I sat and looked at that for a few minutes, trying to pick out as many as I could. And I'm like, there's a bunch in here that I don't have any idea who they are. 
like the biggest one that kind of confused me was the um I, I don't know how else to describe it. The Black Panther looking character. Like Yes. Um who's he? <sighs> there is a character named Catman. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent for sure that that's him, but that might be him. Okay. Like at least a lot of them I knew by name. Like I knew Superboy. Um what? Uh the uh one of the other Flash versions. Yeah. Like um, seventeen of them are called Flash, and then you got Impulse. Right. <laughs> I knew both Hawkman and Hawkgirl. You see old Alan Scott over there. Yep. Being all geriatric. Uh Stargirl's in there. Got Beast Boy, Raven, Cyborg, Wonder Girl. Yeah. Just everybody. everybody. Just everybody showing up. Yeah. Anyway. All hands on deck. Basically. <laughs> um, so where am I? Okay. So back to the Watchtower. Sinestro is trying to intimidate Kyle, telling him that the Green Lantern Ring was never meant for an alley rat like him. Um, also, Sinestro, how do you know what an alley rat is? <laughs> I mean, I guess he spent some time on Earth, but whatever. yeah, he's Yeah, he's been around a yeah. little bit. Uh, just when things look grim for uh, Kyle, Green Arrow is in pain but is wearing a ring. He summons enough willpower to construct a single arrow and shoot Sinestro. <laughs> I'm not really a Green Arrow fan. I don't dislike Green Arrow. Yeah. He's not like Aquaman. But I just don't really like... He's never really been on my radar. No. That was so badass. That was so awesome. <laughs> and I know that Sinestro is kind of like... He gets hit with that one arrow. He's like, oh, that's the best you can do. I'm like, dude... Like, he has never done any of this before. Like, he just did everything he could possibly come up with as a distraction. And he still managed to shoot you with something. Right. So, as they escape yet another explosion in the watchtower, (laughs) Kyle rescues Green Arrow. Uh, Ali talks about how difficult it was to do what he did with the ring, saying, and this is, honestly, this was one of my favorite parts of this graphic novel. He says, I don't know if I could have used this thing again. It feels like I haven't slept in days. Hard to think. I'm exhausted. Forcing your willpower into the ring, asking it to give it give your thoughts life. Is this what it's like? To which Kyle responds, every time. <laughs> and that just shows you, like, how, like, how, like, awesome yeah. these characters are. Um, You know, like... Yeah, I mean, Green Lantern isn't really one of those characters that gets made of made fun of like frequently, but like, yeah, people will make fun of the, you know like the Green Lantern yeah. and their powers. You're like, oh, it's not like you know, it's not that impressive. Like, no, it's it's pretty impressive, bro. Yeah, it, to me that was equivalent to like in a lot of fantasy novels when it comes to the magicians or the sorcerers. Like, there's a general rule like every spell you cast has to have a give and a take. Like, the more powerful the spell, the more powerful the effect on the individual's body. And, like, that kind of made that full circle for me, like, on how that, like, how their ability to generate constructs with the ring comes back against them. So, now we're back to the Justice League and, you know, the others. Um, (laughs) Fighting Parallax. Uh, how Soul is able to break free from Parallax and break Parallax in half, literally. Mm-hmm. Now How's like, how's it feel? Um, and asks uh, Spectre to help. 
Spectre tells Hal that his soul is free of the disease and that he, capital H, he, calls to him. Uh, Hal turns into a ghost, which is about the only way I can explain this, <laughs> um, and is going towards the light. Uh, while this happens, uh, Parallax infects Ganthet, which, again, this is one of those things like, yeah. I didn't really pick up on the first time I read it. You know, I was like, I was just reading the story as a whole, and I was focused on the whole ghost Hal thing, uh, and it wasn't until I was, you know, like, making all these notes, I'm like, and it's like, it's not, like, in the foreground, but, like, it's, you know, it's kind of off to the side a little bit. Is it? I mean... I need to look at this again. I mean, a little bit. Okay. Like, it's still enough in the foreground where I should have seen it the first time, but, like, just off to the side enough to where I'm going to justify it. But, yeah, like... <laughs> I did not like. I did not pick up on the moment where Ganthet gets infected. That again is another one of those panels that's just like the blend and the stark contrast of colors mm-hmm. is is awesome right there. Yeah. So Ghost Hal sees the spirit of other Green Lanterns who have passed, uh, as well as his father. But then he sees a green light shoot across. Uh, and follows that instead of continuing on to, I assume, heaven? Mm. Like, you know, Spectre doesn't explicitly say, like, <laughs> hey, man, you're, you're, you know, like, you're going to the good place. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, all all signs point to that. In yeah. My opinion, so. um, at the Watchtower, Sinestro is ready to give the final blow to Kyle and Ollie. Hal's old ring flies off of Ollie's hands straight to Hal's body. Uh, we see his body repair itself and reanimate. Um, Hal tells the audience, um, my thoughts and emotions shift. My body aches. My soul does not. I'm finally thinking clearly. I'm finally thinking like me. There is no more cries for vengeance. No more fear, but plenty of damn will. Will to stand up. Will to fight. Will to live. We then see the Hal Jordan we all know and love back alive and back as Green Lantern telling Sinestro to leave Ollie and Kyle the hell alone. <laughs> this was the moment that we have been waiting. Like if you were reading this month by month, yep. you know, when this <clears throat> first came out, this is what you've waited four issues for. <laughs> and it was everything. Yeah. Yeah. Watching that transformation and watching him just like, it was that superhero entry where it's just like you, you cut to that panel and he's just in like the, the full outfit. It, all like the all powers back, ready to go. Like bring on the bad guy. Let's 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 go. Yeah. So, um, any other thoughts about part four? Not nothing that I can really like put a finger on because, like you said, like at this point, like the momentum is building, and I probably would have not enjoyed reading this in an issue by issue series because like, okay, momentum's building. I'm ready. I'm ready for this battle. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Parts five and six. Um, yeah. were much, much faster. Uh, so part five, we're at the watchtower again. Sinestro uh, gets the early upper hand blasting Hal across the moon, which I just, <laughs> that was just one of those scenes I just I really enjoyed. But then Hal was like, bring it. <laughs> yeah. The smirk that's on his face. Mm-hmm. Like Oh yeah. I he's love like, that. oh, you get me a little bloody. Okay, let's go. You want <laughs> you want to bring the pain? We'll fight. 
Um, so as the two fights, Sinestro tell, tells Hal how Sinestro turned him into a murderer. Uh, then we get a flashback of Hal's early days as a Green Lantern. Sinestro tells him that the Guardians has assigned him as Hal's trainer. He tells Hal to never question a superior officer and to never challenge those more more powerful than him. Hal, in typical Hal Jordan fashion, says, yeah, that's not going to work for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, nope, let's, uh, let, let's see what you got. <clears throat> so then back in present day, Sinestro and Hal are still fighting. Uh, Sinestro tells Hal that Kyle was never worthy of being a Green Lantern and that he will kill Kyle, ripping out his useless heart. Hal says that Sinestro will respect Kyle as Kyle attacks him from behind. Uh, the two Lanterns tag team Sinestro until he escapes. Uh, before the two go back to Earth to stop Parallax, Hal says that they need to do this right and they need to introduce themselves. Um, clearly, Hal and Kyle have fought before mm-hmm. as Parallax versus Green Lantern, but they are now joining together as friends, not foes. Um before they take off, Kyle tells Hal that he's not like the other Lanterns. He doesn't have the ability to overcome fear. And Hal reminds him that that's what he's been doing, giving Kyle the confidence that he needs to get this job done. Uh, back on Earth, Ganthet as Parallax is still running rampant. Uh, Hal and Kyle arrive, much to the surprise of everyone. Um, I really loved um, Guy's reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... It's it's fun yeah. just to watch him react to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hal tells the Lanterns that they need to remember fear in order to shake off Parallax. Uh, before the Green Lanterns can do their job, Hal is stopped by our buzzkill of this story, Batman. It's it's almost like <laughs> Batman is the villain of the story, not even Parallax, man. <laughs> My favorite moment of this entire thing comes just after that. The beginning of the last issue. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my favorite moment. Which we'll get to this in just a second. Any other parts, or any other moments on part five? <laughs> um, do we get to see that yet? I'm trying to think. Because that creature, yes. Um, right there at the end, you see what Ganthet has become, like, possessed by Parallax. Mm-hmm. And, like, Parallax was nasty to begin with. But there's like it's a special kind of nasty. Oh yeah, yeah, it is so, not nice. Um, but you know, at the same time, like you then have the Green Lanterns, like this little moment where they are all like rings in the air, um, and the little and the lantern mm-hmm. like glowing around them, like oh, all right, this is this is gonna bring a beat down. Yeah. Yeah, and we see more of that in part six, which we'll start right now. Um, part six opens with Batman wanting explanations, and Hal does not have time for this. Uh, Batman says that they're not finished. Hal just go ahead, goes ahead and punches Batman yeah. um, and says that, for now, they are. Guy goes all fanboy and is like, you know, I've always liked you, Hal. <laughs> and Hal barely has time for Guy Gardner. He's like, shut up. <laughs> The Lanterns take off, and Batman says that the League needs to come up with a plan to take down Parallax. Alan Scott, feeling much better, stops them, saying that he trusts Hal and to let the Corps do their job. Uh, The Lanterns get to Parallax, and they're using all their rings uh, to their talents. Yep. Um, 
for example, Kyle Rayner, you know, he's an artist in his real life. So that's how he uses his constructs, you know. Um, Once they're all firing, we see this amazing spread of the lanterns reciting the oath. I freaking love this. Yep. Those two pages, that two page spread, that's one of those like you have to see this in like the physical bind up because Mm -hmm. it just it doesn't do it justice if you were to be flipping digital pages. Yeah. Um, But unfortunately, it's not enough. Uh, The lanterns look as they're about to fall, but they hold the line freeing Ganthlet from Parallax. Parallax is once again imprisoned in the central battery. And the rest of the Guardians of the Universe are gathered, which is kind of confusing because at this point we're led to believe that Ganthet is the only only, one. But then we see these others and then I meant to write down what's the what is it that they're saying? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, um, one of them just says, brothers and sisters, it is time. Um, So then we go back on Earth. Ganthet is still alive. And he's very faintly also saying it is time. Um, And then also Guy is very excited that they saved the day. (laughs) John calls back to an earlier moment when Guy said that he didn't miss being a lantern. And Guy admitted that he was totally lying. Which, of course, he was. (laughs) Yeah. He's too cool. Yeah. Too cool for school. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The celebration doesn't last too long because Batman is back. Hug. And ask if everyone is just expected to believe that Hal is back and he's not still infected by Parallax or Spectre. Uh, Hal tells Batman that he doesn't care if he believes him or not. Um, And then John asks if this is a problem. Batman says, not right now. I suppose the universe needs a little more light right now anyway. Which, okay, fine, Batman. Just admit admit you're wrong. Here's the thing. It's like the entire... DC universe has been fighting parallax and not getting anywhere. And then Hal Jordan and Kyle Rayner show up to unite unite the the Green Lanterns and Batman's like I need you to explain what you're doing here. I'm saving your ass, dude. Right. Like you have done nothing for how long? I'm here to help. Sit in the background and just let it happen. Right. This is called Green Lantern Rebirth, not <laughs> Batman Rebirth, okay? It's a different graphic novel. Right. <laughs> so, quick scene back at Belle Reve, uh, we, where, as I mentioned earlier, we see Hector Hammond again. And he says, in response to Hal's return, uh, won't it be ever so delicious when they find their way back to? Um, and you're right, even though there's a little bit more to this. That is kind of like a post credit scene. Yeah. But to to kind of go back to my earlier arguments, like I don't want a post credit scene at a, the <laughs> end of the story. Yeah, like I I would not have been happy if we got the ending that we got, which we'll get to in a second. I wouldn't have been happy if we've got that ending and then you know a page later been like you know like days later Bell Reeve you know, whatever and then get this <laughs> like because then that just like kind of leaves you know like a sour taste in your mouth but again like hector hammond doesn't really do anything substantive substantial you know here like we could have done without those two pages in my opinion yeah i mean i understand from like a storytelling perspective what jeff johns was going for Mm -hmm. like this is him teasing 
where this story is going to go. But is it necessary? I guess that's debatable. Right. I think we could have even had that like in the first issue of the new Green Lantern series that we got. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I digress. Um, Last couple scenes. Carol and Hal are at the airfield. Uh, She offers him his job back, but he says that he has other plans. Uh, She understands, but comments that he isn't so cold anymore. Uh, Finally, at Green Arrow's home, he gives Hal his lantern back, commenting that he could never remember the oath. Uh, The story ends with Hal saying, I'll never forget it, with his his (laughs) ring connected to the lantern, turning back into Green Lantern once again. Perfect ending. Like... Jeff Johns stuck the landing. Oh yeah, with you know, with this story, yeah, definitely did. Like that was what that was where this was going. Not to say the whole time, but yet, yeah, like this is this is what everybody wanted. This is where, like, you kind of knew that this was going to end up, but to see it actually happen, like, it was it was very it was a very fulfilling ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So any any final thoughts about Green Lantern Rebirth? Um I think overall one of my biggest one of the biggest things I loved about this series or this this six issues was seeing all the different Green Lanterns kind of do their thing individually. Mm-hmm. Um I know that we talk about it on on the regular show on geek awakens all the time when we read this stuff is that some characters don't feel like they have individual personalities. You definitely got the individual personalities of all of the green lanterns, including Kilowog as you went through this, like how was different than, than guy Gardner, who was different than John Stewart, who was different than Kyle, who's different than Kilowog. Like they each had their own voice, which you know that they were going to like in their own series, but in a bind up, that's a little bit harder to do, but they still did such a great job with that. And I think that was amplified in that final battle showing how they use their rings and how their constructs are built. Yeah. So. Yeah. 100%. Um, Yeah. This was, I'll be honest, like the last couple years with green lantern, I've kind of, um, I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon a little bit. Mm. Um, there was that series written by Grant Morrison. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, that I was not feeling at okay. all. And <laughs> I was pushing through just because I had to. <laughs> and then when it relaunched, um, I was I was into it a little bit. But I think it ran for... 12 18 issues something like that okay and i'm not even halfway through Ugh. you know yeah um i have all the issues <laughs> because that green lantern is always gonna be one of those that will always be on my pull list yep like 100 percent. um but rereading this it wants me to do two things one um they're actually relaunching green lantern again um within the next couple of months i mean depending on when this is released okay um and so it makes me very excited for that yeah um, but two, I want to go back like so the Jeff Johns um, run of Green Lantern that got me back into comic books because, you know, I kind of got into it 
um, a few issues into the run. Okay. And like, it was still one of those where like, I wasn't fully back into it. So I wasn't, you know, like picking up every issue. So like, there are a few issues that are missing, you know? Gotcha. So <laughs> it's been one of the, those. Exactly. And it's been one of those that where like, I'll kind of look for it, but like now I'm like almost like I'm ready to be laser focused, get it and read Jeff's entire run yeah. because he does such a good job. You're absolutely right. He understands the characters. He knows the different characters and is able to write them accordingly. Yeah. So Yeah, that was that was impressive. Like I've always known Jeff Johns to be an incredible storyteller. And at the end of the day, as confused as I was at the beginning, um it's it's a well done short run which you know will lead into bigger and better things. Um, and he really he really does a great job giving voice to all the characters. Um, I feel like there's some uh, hidden animosity towards Batman, though. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on that no. at all. <laughs> I mean, Batman's always dark, but he was yeah. special, and- special kind of... And you you say dark, but like I can think of a couple of specific points in this series where like basically he's entirely shadow. Yeah. Oh, know? absolutely. So it's like you don't even really uh, see like his. Well, I mean, you never see his actual face. No. Because in this issue, like he's always Batman. Right. Much like most of the superheroes. But um. But yeah, like you don't ever really. Yeah, there are a few times, but like rarely do you see his actual face. But like Batman has lines. Superman has like one or two lines. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman has maybe one. Yeah. Like Cyborg shows up. That's all you get. Right. Like, yeah, as far as Justice League, this is definitely um, outside of the Green Lanterns. This is definitely Batman and Green Arrow's yeah. thing. Um, I mean, hell, even um, even Flash, which to be fair... I I'm not for sure because um, Wally West and Barry Allen at one time both had like the same Flash costume, mm. so I'm not even a hundred percent sure which Flash this is. Am I wrong in thinking that Jeff Johns is the one that wrote Flashpoint? Mm, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but just any- a random thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, but yeah, but like, gr- like Hal Jordan is you know BFFs with. One of the flashes as well. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not 100 percent for sure which one. You know, if that is the one that's in Rebirth here. <laughs> um, but you know, even if he is, if that is, then why didn't he get a bigger role? Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like this, this really, it's it's Batman, it's Green Arrow, and then it's the rest. Yep. But yep. I almost wonder because the way that they like, there's there's some discussion in here about Hal's. I, attitude is not the right, um, not the right word. Like demeanor, his cockiness, mm-hmm. um, and that definitely butts heads with Batman's. Just like I am the Dark Knight mentality. Yeah, yeah. And it's man. This also makes me want like a. This specific Batman in this specific <laughs> Hal Jordan 
a mini series with those two, yeah. like where they have to team up and they clearly don't want to, but they have to. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those where they hate each other, but it has to happen. Yeah. Whew, that would be good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on this ride with us. Um, if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more of this, um, then let us know. A, what comic book we should read, and B, what we should drink. Um, And until then, I guess uh, drink responsibly, and we'll see you in the funny pages. We'll see you. That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>